Let's go into the word. I want to speak about Abigail. Hmm. We talk about Abigail. It's a, long, it's a long passage. I will not read all the 42 verses that I want to talk from this, this day. But uh, Abigail, and if you will find Abigail from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 25. 1 Samuel chapter 25, verse 1 to 42. 1 Samuel 25 and the stories in verse 1 to 42. Um, I will read some of the verses just to illustrate what I want to speak to us today. Uh, and it's prompted by the fact that today is indeed Mother's Day and you, are, you spend, the, the, if you are like me, you've probably spent the last few days thinking about mothers and about what are you going to do for the mothers, how are you going to acknowledge them, you know, it's a day that you should not miss because everybody is acknowledging their mother. Let it not be that you will be reminded to acknowledge your wife or your mother, you know. So, so I've, I've been thinking about these things the last few days. Um, and as I've been thinking about them, you know, you, I start to think about the women in the Bible. Sometime earlier on in the year, I spoke to us about Deborah and some lessons from Deborah. And, and, and while I was thinking about that, this just prompted me, you know, I, I want to talk about, about this lady, Abigail, for the power that she represents. She comes into the midst of the story of David while he's on the run. He's running away from Saul. He's living in caves and living in bushes and living on the run. He's, he's always on there. Watch out because Saul is looking for his life. He wants to kill him. And, and David is, is having a situation where he needs food. He's hungry. And then you come to the story of Abigail. And, and Abigail represents a woman who has strength and a woman who is attractive. Amen. Amen. And so it is in that context when I was just thinking about how my wife is a woman of strength and is attractive that I thought, wow, Abigail will preach. Amen. Amen. And, and, and so I want you at this moment with me just to be, give a big clap for my wife. You see, Abigail is the wife of a very wealthy man. She is the wife of somebody who is supposed to be a person of influence in society. And, and, but alas, this man has a name which is called Nabal. Nabal means foolishness. So I was thinking and I thought, every man needs an Abigail. Every foolish man needs an Abigail. <laughs> so if your na name is Nabal, please get yourself an Abigail. <laughs> but, but, but it struck me that this man could probably have been as wealthy and in the good standing that he was because of his wife. And so I started to dig into, into it. And then what also struck me was, when the husband of Abigail dies, David does not waste time 
to marry her. So I was asking myself, David had, had already a wife called Michael. Why, what is it that he sees in Abigail that he has met her only once and chooses to make her his wife when he hears that her husband has been? This one he did not steal like he did Bathsheba. This one he, he, he married. She was free because the husband had died. So he comes and marries her. I'm thinking, what is it? There are some things that you will find in this. So in my reflection, I find, I find particular things, and I'm just going to give them to you before I go into the text. So number one is, as a person, as a woman, you must be prudent in current affairs. You must be prudent in current affairs. You must be aware of what is going on around you. So, for example, there are elections that are going to come around in a few days' time. I don't know if you know that there are elections coming around. For, for example, we are now in, in spring and summer is coming very soon. Uh, do you know that? You must be, you must be aware. Of, of those things and, and, and you know Brexit is something that is happening and will affect you one way or the other are you aware of that the church the church is is, is consistently evolving so while the big traditional churches are shutting down there is a huge movement of churches like ours that are opening are you aware of that there is, while we see a lot of young people not sitting in the big traditional churches, there are young people that are spending days and nights praying here in the Netherlands. Are you aware of that? Yes. You see, there are things that we just need to be aware of the current affairs of what is going on. Number two is, is have an ability to take ownership of things that affect you. Rather than blame or complain, take ownership of the things that affect you. Number three, seek for solutions. Be a problem solver. I am amazed sometimes when you sit down with people when they are giving commentary about current affairs, nobody is offering solutions. I am amazed when people sit down to talk about how bad a brother is or how silly a sister is. Nobody is offering solutions. I am sometimes intrigued by how much somebody would talk about their, how their marriage is not going well, but they are not looking for solution within themselves. And I want to challenge and say, be a solution seeker. Be a problem solver. Develop an ability to solve the problem. <clears throat> Number four. Exercise patience and submission. Patience and submission are two fundamental principles that every one of us needs to have in life. Be patient and be submissive. Learn to give honor to whom honor is due. Be humble, and God will lift you up. 
Be patient because it is the patient that will take hold of the promise. It is the patient that will take hold of the things that they, they, they are seeking for. If you have no patience, you will always start and stop and never finish anything. It is the patient that succeeds. Number five, be a discerner of the moment so that you can know when to act. Be able to read the situation. Be able to, to look at the situation and, and to understand what needs to be done. And I will use just a simple illustration from football. In the, in the last few days, Ajax was poised to make history. But alas, in the last minute, they failed to make that history. The full scope of the history. They have made history already. It's historic what they have done. Cannot take it away from those young boys. But they failed to read the moment to the action that they needed to, to take. That in the moment that they were winning, they continued to play like they were playing against a local club where they were supposed to have gone into full defense mode and controlled the ball to their liking. And so Tottenham Hotspur took advantage and scored eventually in the last minute. It was just a failure to read the moment. You could give it to the young boys to say their lack of experience could have cost them in that last moment. But, but, but the power of the moment needs to be harnessed. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, be able to harness the power of the moment. Be able to take hold. Harness is to take hold. Like you have a horse. You put the harness and you take hold of it. Be able to take charge. And, 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 and number, number six is be wise. Wisdom is the principal thing. Oh, this woman Abigail teaches us some very strong things. Be wise. It is important to be wise. To ask God for wisdom if you are not wise. And the last one I will give you is show your strength and your capabilities. We all have a strength. We all can do something. We all can express our abilities. Show them. Show your strengths and your capabilities. Those are the seven things. I could give you more. Like another one is she was attractive. She was just attractive to look at. You see, it's not about being beautiful. It's about being attractive. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's about being attractive. Because you can have somebody who is beautiful but not attractive. Yes. They look a mess. And you can have somebody who is, 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 is not described as being beautiful, but the way they make themselves look, they outclass those that are described as beautiful. Yes. Because they are attractive. Attractive on the outward and attractive on the inside. So this is probably what David saw on the day that she came to him. So I want to just go back into some portions of scripture. So, so it starts off in, chapter, in verse 2. Say, David, David has been helping these men. There was a man in Mon. 
whose possessions were in Kama. And he was very great. Now, the, na the name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife was Abigail, I'm on verse 3. She was a woman of good understanding and of a beautiful countenance. You see, she did have a beautiful countenance, but she was attractive. And she had good understanding. Now, the seven things I gave you, it is important that you have good understanding. All the women in the house, you must pray for good understanding. Hallelujah. Amen. Because husbands can be foolish. If you are a woman and you heard what I said, say amen. Amen. And this man was wealthy. He had a thousand goats and a thousand sheep. He had, he had lots of sheep and goats. And, and, and the man was churlish and evil in his doings. I'm a terrible description of a man. But he had a wife who was of good understanding and was of a beautiful countenance. Attractive to behold. Good understanding. Good reasoning. Don't just be an emotional being. Have good understanding. Nudge your neighbor and say, have good understanding. And, 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 and so David, David is hungry because he's been, he's been out in the field. And apparently David was, a, was also just a good man. So he's been looking after the servants of, 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 of Nabal while they were out herding these thousand uh, goats and thousand sheep, whatever, and and none of them, none of these these servants were just well looked after, felt so protected by David. And now David asks for a favor from Nabal, and this is the response of Nabal, verse ten. And Nabal answered David's servants and said, "Who is David? And who is this son of Jesse? There are many servants nowadays that break away from his master. You know, you you read that." And you wonder, what is wrong with Nabal? He really is a foolish man. Because Nabal, Nabal, he's, he's somebody who must have known who the king was. He was from the, from the house of Caleb. He, he was from a, a, a known house, known family. He should have known the king. West of, I mean, he should have known who David was. The servant of Saul. And who was David? David is the guy who had saved Israel from the Philistines by killing Goliath. I'm sure everybody knew who Goliath was in Israel. And so this is why on, on one of the battles, after one of the battles when David was coming home, it was the women. Oh, God bless the women. The women acknowledged that what David had done. Because they sang a song. Do you know what the song was? Saul has killed a thousand. And then I'm sure they made some dance, turned around and said, but David has killed ten thousands. Saul has killed his thousands. But David, oh David, has killed ten thousands. And, and, and I'm sure this would have gone in the news somewhere. And, and so, and so Nabal says, who is David? There are many servants that run away from this. This is not just any ordinary servant. And so it illustrates my point about being current with the affairs around you. Because when you are not current with what is going on around you, you will miss who the greatest servant is. You will be sitting with somebody important and you will not know it. 
You will be like Joseph Jacob when he slept and there were angels coming down and going up, coming down. And he wakes up and says, oh, this place is blessed. I, I, God was here and I did not know that God was here. You will be in the presence of a king and you will treat him like he's somebody from. You know, have you ever been in a place where, where I, I, I've gone into some places? It's always interesting. Ushers, I'm going to use you. It's always interesting. You come to a place, you are the guest speaker for the day. The usher does not look at you. He's heard that Pastor Maposa is coming. You know, when I go to place, they call Pastor Maposa is coming or Pastor Farai is coming. And you know what ushers generally tend to do? They look for some big guy. I don't know what their pastors tell them, but they're expecting to see some big guy walking up. And then they see me without a tie, sometimes just holding my iPad, coming in, and I'm just, oh, hello. And then they're, 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 they just say, oh, okay, just push you over there. Then suddenly, suddenly, those ushers that have not been paying attention to you, ushers, be very careful who you deal with. They, they've thrown you to the side. Then their pastor comes and says, oh, pastor, pastor. And their pastor is almost kneeling down. I've looked at some of the ushers, you are pastor for then they are trying now to carry you to the front. <laughs> and and, I've, and I've, I've, often, I've often said, you know, it's, it's okay because they don't know me. But, but sometimes this is how we are in life. Yes. We are in the presence of things that are important. Yes. Of things that are worthy. And yet we fail to seize the moment. Hallelujah. Yes. Can you imagine what could have happened to Nabal if Nabal had fed David? Can you imagine? Abigail understood she ended up as the queen. But can you imagine what could have happened to foolish Nabal if he had helped David? He was able to share 1,000 sheep because David had been looking after them. And now David says, just give me some food to eat. And he says, who is David? There are many servants that run away from their masters these days. He disregards that which is important. Why? Because he has failed to be current with the state of affairs. In contrary, Abigail gets to hear about this because a servant who has heard Nabal answer David runs over to, to her and, 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 and he explains to Nabal who, what has happened. And the Bible says in verse 18, and Abigail made haste. She was quick. She was decisive to say, I know this David. And she rises up and goes to David. And let me just, let me just, ju just jump with me. Jump with me to verse 28. Verse 28 says, I pray thee, forgive the trespass of thine handmaid, for the Lord will certainly make my Lord as, uh, my Lord a sure house, because my Lord fights the battles of the Lord. This is what Abigail said. She is current with the affairs and she understands who David is. When she comes before David, she says, David, I know you are fighting the battles of who? Of God. The husband said, who is just this David? The wife says, David is the fighter of God's battles. Are you with me, church? She is current with the situation. Not only that, she is current with what is coming into the future. And here, you need to read verse 31. Verse 31 says, 
that this shall be no grief unto the oh, let's let's go verse 30 and it shall come to pass when the lord shall have done to my lord according so you need to read see the lords huh? the first lord is capital l this is god the second lord is david being lord and and, and according to all the good that he has spoken concerning thee she knew the word of the lord upon david and she did not only know the word of the Lord upon David, she knew the word of the Lord upon Israel. Amen. Amen. And we need people that know the word of the Lord upon their life and upon the people that are surrounding them. Amen. Amen. Because some of those people hold keys to blessings that you must get. You need to align with the word of God and align with the things that God is doing. And this is what Abigail was doing. Having discerned and understood the times and the season, she says, I know that God will do you good and the things that are spoken concerning thee and, they, and shall have appointed thee ruler over Israel. I know you are going to be ruler over Israel. And therefore, when you are ruler over Israel, accept my gift so that this issue shall just be a small matter. What a wise woman. She has solved a problem. How has she solved this problem? Number one, she decided immediately. She was decisive. You need to be decisive when you hear things. You need to be decisive when you're faced with a challenge. Be decisive to say, I will solve this issue. I would rather fail trying than not try at all. So she was decisive. And said, I'm going to rise up and I'm going to go to David to solve this issue. So she brings a gift to David. To solve the issue. The gift is the food that David had asked for. Amen. Amen. Because David had asked, I just want some food. And so she looks and says, if food is all that David wants, let me bring him the food. But not only that, I shall go there myself and ask for forgiveness on behalf of my husband. When was the last time you asked for forgiveness on behalf of your partner? Or when they were saying, your partner, they said, ah, yeah, you must stone him. <laughs> Have mercy on your partner. Amen. Amen. But, but she goes on and speaks on behalf of a partner. And she solves the problem for her, for him, and for the whole family. She is a problem solver. And we need people who will rise up and be problem solvers in Jesus' name. Amen. And so she, as she is, she is, I love the word that, that I read for you. It says she made haste. She was quick. She did not procrastinate. She did not say, I will do this tomorrow. She did not say, well, let me go and consult. She was decisive. This needs to be done and it needs to be done when? Now. So she rises and she does it at that moment. She's decisive. And we also need to be a people that are decisive. And if we're going to be able to be problem solvers, we must be a people that are decisive. Amen. Amen. So she makes a decision. She goes up immediately and she presents herself and she speaks wisely. Oh, I love the wisdom of this woman. And she's, she appeals to David and says to David, you know, you know, sir, she's calling him Lord. Say, you don't have to, to, to do the revenge now. Let God do the revenge himself. But for now, for have mercy on us. She's speaking wisely. And the answer of David, David says, thank you that you have come here to meet me, to save me from the... Because David had actually made a vow to his men and said to the men, because of the way this novel has treated me, all the men 
are going to die today. By the time they wake up, Enabo was feasting. Huh? So there was more than enough food at Nabal's feast. And David says, while they are feasting, I am going to slaughter every single man. And, and, and then just come back so that I can be avenged of this insult. I've been faithful. I could have raided his sheep and, and goats while they were out there. I could have done that. But I've been, I've been a good guy. And I'm being insulted for being good. But the woman appeals to him. And says, don't just look at this moment, but look in the future. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, hi. How I pray that we'll have people that look into the future. Amen. That see beyond the moment only. You discern the moment, but don't just dwell here. See into the future. Don't be short term, be long term. And here I need to emphasize, don't be short term, be long term. Don't be instant coffee. You know instant coffee? Just boil the water, put the powder, and it's done. But be the coffee that needs to be brewed. And therefore, you also need to have patience. Who has ever had an Ethiopian coffee? A real Ethiopian coffee. Not coffee from Ethiopia, Ethiopian coffee. There is a difference. You know how they make it, how they make it. How long does it take before you drink it? It's really long. It's really long. It is long. So I was there and the guy was making me some, this Ethiopian coffee. And I'm, I'm looking at my watch thinking, I will have to go very soon. But it says, no, you have to wait. Because the coffee has to brew. And at a certain moment, the aromas in the house are changing. And getting richer and richer. You are already satisfied by the aromas in the room. And by the time you drink it, you know why you needed to wait so long. It's unlike my instant coffees from Zimbabwe. In Zimbabwe, we drink instant coffee with chicory. Yes, you see. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just ground. Pour water and it's done. But, but this, you need to wait. You need to be patient. So you need patience. Like she had. Patience. Why, why do I say she had patience? She had patience because she, she is there. She is pleading to David and she's speaking to David until David hears and says, I have heard you. Go back to your husband. I will not do what I had said to do. And then not only that, Abigail comes home. This is also where she exercises patience. And, and I pray that the women in this house will have this kind of patience and wisdom. Verse 36, and Abigail came to Nabal, and behold, he was holding a feast in his house like the feast of a king. Oh, Nabal was, was amazing here. And Nabal's heart was very merry within him. He was just drunk. Um, and and she, she told him nothing of all that had happened. So she was quiet. And she waited until the morning light. But not only that, and it came to pass in the morning when the wine was gone out of Nabal. You see, it's not, it's not at the first moment that the man wakes up that he is now sober. You need to wait. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Those of you that have been drunk before, you don't just wake up sober, you wake up with a headache. <laughs> How old that these people are so holy? None of them have <laughs> You wake up with a headache and you need some time to recover. And in the moment when you are, your head is spinning, 
when you're just walking up, it is not the moment that somebody comes to tell you bad stories. <laughs> yes. Those that have been drunk before, tell me. Are you going to sit down and have a decent conversation when you're trying to get rid of the, of the, of the headache? No. You wait. You want to wait. I heard somebody says, I want to eat first so that I can settle. I say, what will you be settling? You have a headache. But, 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 but you, you want first to be settled before you can engage in a conversation. Now you can imagine how Abigail, she wanted to talk to Nabod. Say, Nabod, you are a foolish man. Like your name. How could you have said what you said to David? How could you have treated him like that? But you know, Nabu, I've saved your skin. Mind, does this ring a bell? How you would have treated some, some, some husband or your wife? Your wife has just cooked a very bad meal. You can't just be patient to wait until she's done with the dishes. When she's sitting, let's say, honey, the salt today was terrible. Right then, the salt is bad. She will slap you in the face. And, and, and just, just wait for the right moment. Don't, don't just, while she's cleaning the knife and you're telling you, your food was very bad. Get careful. Careful when, when, when you speak. So the woman has waited. Waited for the moment. And then she tells Nabo at the right moment. I just want to illustrate the power of patience. Waiting for the right moment. Waiting for the right situation. Waiting for the right circumstance. It's not every situation that you can just drop issues. You need to wait for the right moment. Amen. Amen. You need to wait for the right state of mind. I, I once talked to a guy who says he was, uh, he was, uh, he was working for me uh, at the sales desk. And so I was talking to him one day and he, he says, you know, when I get home, my wife has now understood that she needs to give me a good 20 minutes just sitting down in the couch to cool down. So I said, why? And he says, you see, when I'm standing at the sales desk, I am speaking all the time from 8 o'clock to 5 o'clock. I'm speaking all the time, either to a customer in front of me, and some of them are angry or rude. You feel like slapping them in the face. But because you have taught me to treat all the customers with courtesy. So I have to behave myself. And so when I get home, my mind is hot and spinning. If my wife were to throw issues at me immediately, she might get a backlash of all the things I had wanted to say to all the rude customers at the sales desk. So my wife has now learned to allow me to just sit down cool down and then we speak after like 20 minutes and I said wow blessed woman blessed woman so I was counseling another where it says my husband slept me <laughs> said when did you tell him what you told him say when the moment he walked into the house he had not even put down put his bag down says woman said, oh, I'm sorry it was not for you it was because of what I've been through Everyone I said, next time, please just be careful to give him some space, at least to take off his coat. But, but you understand that there's no justification for the guy beating up his wife. But it's about how do we discern and wait for the moment to share. How do we, how do we build up our 
our, our, our issues to be able to share them at the right stage or state of mind. And I learned this from Abigail. Because she says, she says, the Bible there says, he was having a feast. She waited until, until the morning and when the wine was gone out of Nabal. And then his wife told him these things. See, he was now sober enough to understand what was going on. And then suddenly his foolishness went away. And the Bible says his heart became like a stone. After a few days, he then died, and David found his chance to marry a powerful woman. I pray that we will be a candidate that can be chosen Amen. by a king. Amen. That, is, that is my last message for us before we close. That you will have qualities within you that after one meeting with the king, you will be chosen. Amen. After one meeting with somebody who's supposed to favor you, you will be favored. Amen. But when you step into that interview, the people will have just one meeting with you and they will connect with you. Amen. I, I once went for an interview and, 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 and the managing director says to me afterwards, uh, when I got the job, he says, young man, you had no experience and I could see you had no clue about a lot of things. But there was just a connection I had with you. And I think back, and I think this is probably what Abigail had. She was able, by the qualities that were inside of her, in the midst of the conversation that she has had with David, it was short, it was not long. There was a connection that David said, that woman is fit to be a queen. And I pray that that will be the story of your life. Amen. That you will be fit to be a queen or a king to be royalty to be chosen into the place where you must can you rise to your feet with me i just want you to pray a simple prayer today and say god help me to be help me to be like abigail to be wise to be prudent to be current to be a problem solver help me to be patient help me to be to be to be to to have strength and to have capability to exercise them Help me, Lord, to be able to read and discern the situation and the moment. Just go ahead and make that your own personal prayer.